Welcome to a Healthy Push podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. All right. Today's episode, we're going kind of deep. And there's a really good reason for it because I think when you ask yourself some really hard questions and you get honest with yourself and you answer them honestly and you take a look at those answers, it can actually help you to dig in and unpack some things and to start to see some areas where you need to do some work. I know for myself, when I asked myself this big question of what am I afraid of? It really helped me to get a lot of insights on the areas that I needed to work on. So a little while ago over on Instagram, I asked you, my community, why might you be afraid to recover? And I got some really interesting thoughts and valid thoughts and valid fears. And I want to talk through these things because I think talking through them will help you to push past some things that you're likely currently struggling with. But before we go there, I want to talk about something beforehand, and it's that I think a lot of times we sabotage our own selves and our own recovery because we're scared. And that's why I think it's so important to dig into why you're scared because it makes sense, right? Let's go back a minute. It makes sense that you're scared. Recovery is scary. Like it's going into unknown territory. You don't know what it's going to look like. You don't really know all the how it's going to happen, what's going to get you there, how long it's going to take, what it's going to look like. And get taking yourself into these places, right, causes you often to feel more. And you probably have a lot of thoughts, right? Things like, what is my life going to look like? Like, what am I going to have to do or continue to do in order to get there? And although it's scary, I think it's also really exciting because this work, the scary work, leads you to the things that you're working so hard for. That peace, joy, freedom, like to reach your goals, to live your life, to actually live and do the things that you want and deserve to do. So I think it's important to acknowledge you might be scared, but you also might be excited. And I think when you allow yourself to get a little excited about the work, it starts to bring in a lighter approach to things. And I'm sure you could use a little bit lighter, right? (laughs) So I just want to start, before we jump into these these thoughts and these fears, I just want to say they are all so valid. They all make a whole lot of sense. And when I was reading through them, I was just like, dang, yep, I had that thought. I had that fear. And I was just reminded of how human we all are, like, So many times I hear from people, Shannon, I struggled with the same exact thoughts as you, the same exact fears, the same exact feelings, and it's just because we're human. Our brains operate in similar ways. We respond in very similar ways, and so it makes sense. So let's start with the biggest fear I think that I saw in all the responses, and it's that 
I am scared to recover because facing the feelings is terrifying. Like actually having to do the things that scare me is terrifying and I'm just really scared and I don't want to do it. And this makes sense, right? It is scary. Like a lot of the stuff that you have to do is scary. And I think that it is pretty fair to say, yes, facing things oftentimes is scary, but I want you to think of it this way. Isn't what you're currently struggling with and battling every day pretty scary? You might be used to it, right? So it's kind of not at the forefront, but battling with the thoughts, the feelings, the symptoms, the panic day in and day out is very scary. It's a lot and it's overwhelming. And I want you to really recognize, I say this a lot, but that discomfort that you're going to have to feel and experience to do the hard things is at least a productive discomfort. It's something that's helpful. It's leading you to peace, joy, and freedom. The discomfort that you're choosing to stay in right now because you're scared is the discomfort that's getting you, keeping you stuck. And it feels really, really awful. So you have to acknowledge that, right? And it kind of helps you to see, okay, like maybe I can, maybe I want to face the things and and let me just see. And I want to remind you, our brains, they love to think and they're very good storytellers and they will always tell the biggest, baddest, scariest stories. I don't know if anyone's brain operates in the, in the way of, oh, you're going to go do this thing and it's going to be great and everything's going to work out and you're not going to have any fears or any worries and it's just going to look marvelous. Like if you have that brain, like that, that's great. I <laughs> commend you and I want to know what you've done to get there. But I don't think that's how human brains operate. Our brains are very good at jumping to worst case scenarios and thinking and trying to strategize and plan for all the bad things that might or could happen. So I want you to think of this and remember this, right? And to be aware that your brain is going to tell you stories. And unless you actually let yourself see what facing things look like, unless you actually let yourself do it, you're not going to know. You're just going to go based off of the stories, right? Don't do it. It's going to be terrible. All these terrible things are going to happen. But we don't know that that's actually the case. So... Although, yes, sometimes facing the things is going to be really hard and bring about a lot of feelings and it is going to be challenging, it's not going to look like that every single time. You know, I can tell you many times I was super scared and terrified to do the things and then I actually did the thing and it wasn't nearly as bad as my brain was telling me or it wasn't bad at all. Like I had a little bit of anxiety, but it was okay. And that's typically how things go. Not to say you're not going to have really hard moments, of course you are, but it's important to remember that that being scared, being terrified to face the things is natural, it makes sense, and it's okay. But I always encourage, act with courage, face the things while feeling scared, and that's how you start to heal. So I know that you're probably scared to panic. I know that that's probably part of it for you. And I just want you to remember these stories that our minds create, right? But you might have a panic attack, but it might be really bad. It might be like that panic attack that you've had before. This might happen. That might happen. What our minds create is often far from our realities. So really dropping that resistance to panicking, 
I don't know if I'm going to panic. I don't know. And I don't need to know. I don't know what it's going to look like. And I'm just going to let myself see. And I will work through it when I'm there. If I get there. And I've always worked through it. I've always handled it. So another interesting thought that was shared was, you know, what if I do the things, but it gets worse? Like I experience more symptoms or more panic or more, you know, fill in the blanks. And I think this is another logical, makes sense. Yeah, okay. You're scared of feeling more. You're scared of things getting worse. Okay, that makes sense. But what you're resisting really is feeling. And that feeling, although it's going to be uncomfortable, is going to be really worthwhile. So I know you have that natural resistance, right? You want to protect yourself. You you don't want things to get worse, but you have to allow yourself to see what it actually can look like. Not just jump along those stories of it's going to be terrible. It's going to make things worse. I'm going to be put in a place that I'm never going to come back from. You don't know that. And I just want to remind you of this truth. Just because you feel more, just because you experience more symptoms or panic does not mean that things are getting worse. It just means that you're feeling more. So something that I encourage and I wanted to talk about here and is something that I talk about often and it's because it's so important, something that makes facing the hard stuff a little bit easier is to remind yourself of why you're facing the hard stuff. Like you're not just getting in the car, doing the things, leaving your house, going to the places and 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 living, right? You're not just doing these things for nothing. There are reasons why. And you have to really dig in and answer why. Why am I working so hard to recover? Is it to be able to travel? Is it to be able to have a family someday? Is it to be able to bring my kids to school every day with ease? Is it to be able to go on that road trip that I've been wanting to go on? You know, really allow yourself to to ask yourself why am I working to recover and use that as a motivator to do the hard stuff and I do want to put a little disclaimer in right your why can help to motivate you but motivation really comes from action when we do things it gives us more motivation to keep doing so if you're never allowing yourself to do you're really not going to get that motivation that you're hoping for and wanting so as uncomfortable as it is take that action take that scary uncomfortable leap and it's going to help you to get more confidence and more motivation for continuing to face the hard stuff so this next one is an interesting one and it's one i thought a lot about And it's that I am scared to recover because who am I without anxiety? Like, I don't know a life without it. I've always had this sort of disordered anxiety and I've always experienced the thoughts and the feelings and the the symptoms and panic. And it's really hard to see outside of that. Like, who am I without this? And I want you to acknowledge right now that you don't have to figure out who that person looks like what you're going to look like what things are going to look like for you without the disordered anxiety because a big reality is that you are going to look very similar to how you look right now (laughs) like it's just wild because i would always think and i i do the thing of 
making the comparison, like look in the mirror and think, I just want to be the old me, like the me that didn't experience this disordered anxiety, or I just want to be somebody else, somebody else who doesn't struggle with this stuff. And when I was working to heal and I started experiencing lots of healing, I was just like, uh, not much of me has changed. Like, yeah, I can do some more things with peace and ease and things aren't so difficult and I don't have the, the anxious thoughts and the symptoms and panic popping up a lot, but I am still me. And I think that this is a really beautiful part of acknowledging, you know, the healing journey. Like we go through so many healing journeys in life and I think we expect that we're going to kind of come out of these healing journeys being so transformed and like this different person, but we're really not. Like at our core, there is so much that is there and I always say, you know, the work that I did just helped me to uncover all the stuff that was already there. It's not like I was creating a new version of Shannon or getting back to the old version of Shannon or becoming somebody else. I was just uncovering the stuff that was already within me. It was just really hard to see it and engage with it and tap into it because of the disordered anxiety. So I encourage you to look at it through a lens of I am me. And yes, I am struggling with this disordered anxiety, but it's not a part of me. It's not a part of my identity. And I need to fix my relationship with anxiety, but me fixing this relationship with anxiety isn't me changing who I am and like uprooting and creating this new person or getting back to the old person. No, it's simply stepping into this current version of you, like wherever you're at. And I think that's the thing that was so helpful for me to do was to just say, Shannon, it's okay that this is where you're at right now. It's okay that the disordered anxiety is a part of your life right now. And it's not always going to be a part of your journey. And your life will look so differently, but you are not going to look so differently. And that's okay. And that's actually quite beautiful. So the other thing that can help you with this, right, of I don't know who I am without it, I don't know a life without it, is to start to take the anxiety out of your identity. I always encourage this. It's not a part of you. It's not a part of who you are. It's just something that you're struggling with. So allow yourself to be separate from your struggle. So another one that I heard a lot was, I think I'm scared to recover because it feels safer being where I am, like being stuck. And letting go of the control feels really risky. So I think that this this totally makes sense, right? You kind of get comfortable in the discomfort. Like, I'm used to this. I've known this for X amount of years. This has kind of become my norm. And even though it's really uncomfortable, we can sometimes get really comfortable in that discomfort. Like, I know it. I sort of know how to like navigate it. I, I just, This is just how I operate. But I really want to encourage, right? You don't want to stay here. This isn't comfortable. Like, so don't convince yourself that staying in this place is more comfortable. And I think too with this, asking yourself that hard question of, am I comfortable? Am I actually comfortable? Is this comfortable? And listen to the answer. So the other part of this, right, is letting go of the control feels risky, And I want to talk about that because 
yes, like you have, you probably have such a tight grip on control, right? I know that I did. I was always planning for the just-in-cases. I was answering the what-ifs. I was always having a plan and analyzing and preparing. And not having that control did feel risky. Like, what if I let go and something bad actually happens? And I, I think it goes back to, right, our brains are always really good at defaulting to the bad. But, like, what will actually happen is you let go of the control and you actually feel less anxious. And you let go of analyzing and problem solving and answering the what ifs and, and, and fighting your anxious thoughts and feelings and you actually start to feel better. You know, until you take that action, you can't see that. And this was a cycle that I stayed on for a really long time because I didn't want to let go of that control. I was so used to fighting for it in every place in any situation and when I really started to drop that that need for control to say okay I know that you want it Shannon I know that you want to feel and be in control and I know that you want nothing bad to happen you can't prevent something bad from happening just by having this tight grip on control and I think that's important to recognize we we think that if we try to control everything and keep this tight grip that nothing bad is going to happen and it's just not the reality right if you take a step back it's not your reality and letting go of the control actually is not risky. I know it feels risky and those feelings can be confusing, right? But the real risk is in not being courageous and in not facing this stuff. It's in not letting go of this control. Like the real risk lies in you staying right where you are and not practicing giving up some of that control. So you know all the ways that you you want control and try to get control and really becoming aware if you're not already what are the ways in which you seek control and how can you start undoing some of that i always say right being aware and starting to bring awareness to your actions and behaviors then helps you to start to see what you need to do to undo some of that so the next one i am scared to recover because i'm scared to fall back even harder I'm scared to start all over. I'm scared to lose all of the hard work. And this is another one. It makes so much sense. And it's fear. And it makes sense that you're scared of this. I remember feeling scared. But when I actually started to heal and when I actually started to experience more peace and joy and freedom, this was no longer a fear. It sort of just fell by the wayside because I was really focused on doing the work and just keeping myself in this healthy space. So with this thought or fear, if this is something that you're struggling with, I want you to just acknowledge it as a fear. Call it out for what it is, it's okay, but tell yourself, nope, I'm gonna continue to take the small steps every day. I'm gonna continue to do the work. I'm going to allow myself to see all the opportunities that lie ahead that I can't see yet. Like I'm going to let the good stuff be here. And I can be afraid, but I'm just going to stay focused on the work I'm doing right now. Okay, and the last one, I'm scared to recover because people will expect things from me now. Like, I won't have a reason to say no anymore, and I'll actually have to go to the places and do the things, and I'm going to have more responsibility. And I just want you to really know you can still say no to things. (laughs) 
you can still make up some excuses sometimes. Like you don't have to do the things, but I can tell you you're going to want to because when that disordered anxiety is no longer in the picture, you're not going to be facing the struggles that you are now. You're not going to be having the thoughts, the the feelings, the sensations, the symptoms, and it's going to be a lot easier to do things. And so right now, it's really hard for you to see, right, like what I'm going to be capable of doing and, and what's going to be possible for me. So when you think of the expectations, doing these bigger things, even the expectations that you have of yourself, it seems really far-fetched. And that's okay. It makes sense. But when you are taking the steps, you're actively doing the work, you are going to experience lots of healing and growth and you're going to want to do things. You're not going to be making excuses and you're you're going to want to to do the things because they're, they're fun now and they're exciting and they're actually like enjoyable. But trust me, as an introvert, there are many times that to this day I say no. And of course it has nothing to do with anxiety, but I just say no because mm, I don't want to and I don't have to. <laughs> but I also want you to keep in mind expectations are important, but your expectations of yourself are important, not expectations that other people have of you. So making sure that you have realistic expectations with yourself, setting those, what do they look like for where you're at right now, and just focus on taking those small healthy steps and not allowing others' expectations to define yours. So I think with all of these things, you've probably heard a really big theme, and that's the unknown. I just don't know. I don't know if I'm going to recover. I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm scared. I'm afraid to recover because I don't know what my life's going to look like. I am scared to feel differently, to be differently. All of these things. The unknown is scary. That's a fact. But in the unknown is also so much possibility. Like so much goodness. It's not all bad, I promise. There's lots and lots of good. And this happens in your life now. It's just really hard to see it when you're really attached to the bad things, the outcomes that aren't so good. And I want to leave you with this thought. I want you to really think of a time that you really, really didn't want to do something because you were really scared or you were really anxious, really fearful, but you ended up doing it and it was one of the most amazing experiences. You felt good, you had fun, and you were like, dang, that was amazing. You know, the unknown can be there. The uncertainty can be there, but it doesn't mean that bad things are going to happen. And you have to let yourself see the possibilities, the good things, the amazingness. And I also just really want you to hear this too before I end the episode. I know that you were probably afraid to recover and it makes sense and it's okay, but don't allow that fear to prevent you from living your life. You deserve to live your life. And I let that fear for a long time prevent me from living my life and prevent me from seeing just how capable I am. And if I could go back, it's one of the things that I would change. I would have pushed myself off of that dang cliff and been courageous much more than I was because that's where you'll see just how capable you are. So 
Be afraid to recover. It's okay. But let yourself see what it looks like. So if this episode has been helpful to you, I really want to encourage you, share it with somebody who you feel like could need it. And if you haven't already rated and reviewed my podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you did that. It's just so helpful for me to see. It keeps me going and keeps me coming out with these these episodes and the helpful stuff for you. And it also helps me to reach more people who need the support. So until next time, my friend, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.